Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Looking for Love in All the Wrong Dust Jackets, a show where three old biddies from up in the Midwest talk to you about our favorite romance, whether that's in movies or books or who knows whatever other things we might like to talk about to you about. My name's Liz. I'm Danny. <laughs> and I'm that Wiggles with, yeah. Also, what is happening right now? Also, I feel a little personally attacked by being called an old biddy. <laughs> I was including myself in that. I'm aware, but I'm the oldest of us. Look, what you... I'm that old big old, big old, big old tittle bitties. We do have those, yes. Yeah. Whatever, you, man. You can't... I'm you compact can't be, size over you here. You can't have big old tittle bitties if you're not an old bitty. I like, mean. it's like part of the combination. It's true. Okay, we're keeping that. So... Uh, I, <laughs> I expect nothing less of you, my dear. Today, we are going to be talking about the 3013 series, specifically book 11, Genesis. But before we do that, let's go ahead and do the usual. First and foremost, uh, we're crass, we're loud, we're rarely ever appropriate. Um, So that's what you're in for. Just a general warning. If you don't like that, if you don't like people swearing at you or with you, you don't like talk about the sexy times, we might not be for you. Yeah, do what you do what you want with your own earballs, but this is what we're doing. So, we embrace Meredith Brooks' song "Bitch." All right, mm-hmm. then. It's just, it's just the fucking peanut gallery bitch. over there. I'm a lover. No, no, no I know the song. <laughs> I'm a, um, yeah. Okay, cool. But before we get into the book, we're gonna talk about what we've been doing with our lives lately. Specifically, what you've been reading, watching. You know, the huge. Talk to me. I went on a good place binge. I mean, I know that's nothing shocking for me. I binge the same things I've seen over and over and over again. But I definitely went on a good place binge this weekend. Well, I'm watching Ted Lasso, like the rest of the country, and I'm addicted. So the two of you need to get on that um, so that I can talk to you about it with more authority. Um, because literally that entire cast is sexy as hell. How, how do you, That's impossible, but and yet it is. Um, the the people who, who get it will get this, but like Trent Krim is hot. But Trent Karim's hair is hot in and of itself, right? So, like, that I'm obsessed with. Uh, I have a crush on Trent Karim's hair. And that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Anywho, the other thing, um, I read the next in the Stay a Spell series by Juliet Cross. And that was really good. It's, uh, which one is that one called? The Witches Get Stitches. Um, and so that one was fun, enjoyable arguably even more wall sex energy than the last one so like she's delivering the goods that's all i'm saying so we maybe need to add some cross to our repertoire i read priest by sierra simone boy was that a trip i was into the taboo like forbidden love stuff wasn't as big of a fan of the ending but you know that happens so if you're into the idea of like what happens when you fuck a priest, read that book. And then I also finished Marriage of Inconvenience by Penny Reed, number seven in Knitting in the City. And it was pretty, it was pretty good. The end kind of went on a little long, um, but I definitely should have read the previous books before this one. So I'm actually circling back in the series to start at the beginning. Okay. Now on to the next. Do we have a synopsis and or author rundown to go off of today? So basically for a synopsis, there's a girl. Her name is Maya. She is extremely wealthy um, 
and she is a designer that works for her mother and her father's. And she has kind of been watched most of her life. She has guards and everything, so she feels a little suffocated. So she decides that as a business plan, she wants to move to another... It's basically a space space station called New Vega. It's kind of Las Vegas in the sky um, to open up a shop, a branch shop of the company that her mom owns and to design clothes for that. So she gets there and they kind of have some tete-a-tetes with the owners of New Vega. And yeah, shit goes down. Wiggles, tell us all about the author. Okay, so this is what I've been able to find. Uh, Lori Roma uh lives in chicago she writes contemporary romance a romance suspense and in the case of the book that we're reading uh this week uh sci-fi romance in this series the 3013 series there is a new book that was released in february that's the 3013 justice so um look out for that if you like this book she likes immersing herself in a good book and enjoys the pleasure of her of creating her own books um she usually can be found tapping away on her keyboard creating words worlds for her characters while she listens to music she likes to create playlists that impact her mood so that's all fun um she loves tough alpha male heroes and strong heroines that have brains as well as beauty her novels are filled with both passionate romance and down and dirty less driven interludes as she believes in both are essential to a good love story. Uh, she loves to hear from readers. And so if you want to contact her, her email is laurieromabooks at gmail.com. There you go. That's a little bit about her. Um, she also, if you're, if you like her books and you don't want the sci-fi element, um, you're looking for maybe like a magical kind of thing. Um, she has another series that's Misfits of Magic and bad boys of ever after so you can check those out so that's lori roma that's what i know which admittedly is not a lot she like her twitter is very like curated posts and things like that so she doesn't put a ton of herself out there which is fair enough we're finding to be true of a lot of our authors yeah so yeah should we get into the book let's do it to start off with, um, because this is the 11th book in the series, not the first one, which we jumped to solely because I was like, ooh, I like that one. Sorry, girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, the premise is that the Earth got into a big war. They were attacked by a kind of bug alien species, and it caused a lot of issues with reproductive with reproduction and everything. Um, so all women get tested at the age of 10 to see if they're fertile or not. Um, and then they get a little tattoo on the side of their face by their eye that is either a star if you're infertile or a scroll if you are fertile. And then basically men get to claim you if you're fertile, essentially. And they also tattoo your face with their initials. I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That, yeah, I know, but... I think that would be an over-my-dead-body situation. <laughs> so what I like about it... So this is about Maya Spartan. In the very mm-hmm. first book, it's um, the dragon warriors come to Earth and everything, and it, it focuses around a woman who is infertile, and she is she ends up being their mate and everything. 
Maya's older brother is her commanding officer. So Jack Spartan is her commanding officer in the first book. And like she, the interesting thing when you read through all of these, because they don't just stick with like, we're the fertile women. That's not mm-hmm. the way it is in these. And I, I actually really appreciate the fact that it's not, you that know. Every book's goal isn't to make babies. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciate the fact that it's not all just about the fertile women and everything, you know. But one of the things that is kind of pointed out is that women that are infertile can be preyed on a little bit. So like her commanding officer, not Maya's brother, mm-hmm. um, but her commanding officer is basically trying to get her to, she's supposed to like play liaison for these all these men that are coming, these big men that are coming from another planet, which is against regulations. And when she kind of points this out to him, he's like, oh, well, you know, I could maybe change it if you came away with me this weekend. And this is the very start of the book. And she was like, I'll take the assignment. And she turned around and walked away. Well, what he didn't know is she recorded him and walked straight to Jack's because he was in charge of everyone. Get that motherfucker. And Jack's lost his goddamn mind. (laughs) But yeah, so there's it. the whole of this series kind of goes through these different worlds Mm. and it it most of them connect with people you've already talked to before. The first one sounds interesting since we only read Wills and I only read the 11th. I did feel lost in the beginning. And I apologize. I didn't think it would be <laughs> as it'd been a long time since I read the book. I didn't think it would make you feel as lost as it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should have just stuck with the first one and I'm so sorry. No, we tried it. No, I, I like. I think it was okay, honestly, because my first clue that I was going, there were going to just be things that I didn't get was like the like dedication area. I don't know if it was like the true dedication, but she said something along the lines of, "For those of you who are like looking to specifically have a romance for these brothers, here you go. I hope you like it." Yeah, like something like that, and and I was like. I don't know who they are, but I guess I'm going to find out. <laughs> it's because I think it's book three. The main character is kidnapped from New Vega. Ah, that did okay. come up. Yep. That came up. And I was like, if you mm-hmm. say so. Yep. And it's Jack mm-hmm. Spartan's wife that got kidnapped. Ah. Oh. That'll do it. Okay. So maybe just a fair warning to everybody out there. It might be better if you start at the beginning. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It was it, a bad decision on my part. I, I don't think, I don't I don't think, think, it, think was it was a bad decision. I think like a lot of books like this and like when we read Ice Planet Barbarians, I thought maybe it would have been better to start at like a different book because like there are better books than the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I could like if you would have done that, you would have understood it, but you wouldn't have like gotten I think maybe as connected to the premise yeah which I think is probably what happened here and duly noted for future as far as we're concerned like Mm -hmm. have I read all of the previous ones before this one yes yes I have because I went through quite a rabbit hole at one point (laughs) in this series well I mean so here's the thing it didn't bother me that much because as much as the side characters are semi-relevant they don't actually have much in terms of mattering to the plot yeah so like they're there but like that you could change the side characters to be anybody and it would be the same plot so 
the I think the only reason that it matters is if you care about the interconnectivity. If you're if you're reading it just for the sake of yeah. I want a quick romantic story, I don't think it matters. In the same way that like you can you can jump into um, a television show where you know that all of the characters have a backstory that you don't know yet, and that's fine. So uh, honestly, it didn't that part of that did not bother me. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm in the minority here. No, I don't think so. I think it's just like. It depends on what you care about, right? And like for yeah. me, world building is high. And when you say mm-hmm. sci-fi world building, multiple alien races across the universe, wars mm-hmm. and like planets and like inner species relationships, I'm like, give it all to me. Yeah. And I didn't get enough of it. So I just needed to go back and read the other ones. Yeah. I think if, you know, it depends to me on like what kind of book I'm reading. If I was reading, you know, Lord of the Rings and I jumped to Two Towers, I would Oh, yeah, shit no myself trying to figure out what the fuck was happening um but with a book like this i was just sort of like oh okay so there's like some backstory where like this guy doesn't like this guy got it well like, and that's like they fine. do try to like explain it as they go along it's just a lot to put in <laughs> you know right. they, mm-hmm. they kind of they mention something and they kind of like halfway explain it a little bit you know which makes sense because if you're somebody who's read all the other books in the series, why would you want to reread for the 11th mm-hmm. time yeah. the building of this world? Yeah. But I do like that she just, they do like, at least make an attempt to be a little bit, you know, yeah. to explain a lot. Oh, I got, I got the point. I got yeah. the premise real quick mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. 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 Like I still, it was still pretty easy to understand like what was going on and like what the main like things that you had to understand in order for this world to make sense yeah. were. And what, I kind of liked about this book and I assume is true of the series as well. And I think that this is one of the things that I did like about ice planet barbarians as well, that I don't think I really mentioned because we were talking about, we went on a whole tangent about the coldness. We had things to say, um, but <laughs> they're, these kind of books are modeled after a style of book that we would see more in Westerns. Um, and that's often why, like, romances and westerns tend to be, like, seated next to each other in a bookstore because they, they're they serials, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you're picking up them on a very episodic, like, kind of yeah. thing mm-hmm. where each one is a conclusion to its in and of itself but carries over into the next one. Yeah. So I can watch one episode of this thing, but I probably would enjoy it more if I kept going. And so it's the same thing for books where it's a little bit more is going to be more enticing. A little Mm -hmm. bit more is going to be more enticing. And so I think that that's a really interesting model to have for your, your romance novel style, as opposed to, you know, say something like, I know she doesn't call it a romance novel, but let's call a spade a spade. (laughs) Outlander's a romance novel. Yeah. But this like huge chunk of a book where it's like, let me give you so much (laughs) all at once. You know, I think it's really interesting to break it up into these little pieces. The one thing I did really like, though, was the aliens were... I I couldn't tell if I liked it or if I didn't like it, but like they seemed very clearly modeled after monstery creatures that we would recognize. Mm -hmm. So it was instantly uh, it was easy for me to fall in lust with the the Kratos. I believe is is how you pronounce the race of our male characters here because they were like they had black eyes they had fangs Mm -hmm. they were slightly larger they were very muscled and i was like are you some sort of vampire demon thing and can we fuck you 
And she said, yes, we can. And so we did. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like, I definitely, but they have tails. Wait, they had tails? No. No, they didn't have tails. You not, no. You missed that whole section. There was no tail. There was no tail. There was a tail. There was not a tail. I'm pretty confident. There was not a tail. Not in our guys. I think there's tails no. in other guys. <gasps> there's tails in other guys. I mean, I read this very late at night. <laughs> there was no tails. <laughs> Did you want there Maybe to be I a tail? Maybe I just wanted there to be a tail. <laughs> I mean, we always we could always some use tail more action. tail action. <laughs> Dang, I'm not gonna fucking know. I thought there was a tail at one moment. I'm Maybe I'm sure totally batshit crazy. I don't think so. I mean, I can. Im- there are a bunch of other races, so somebody could have had a tail. Oh, I'm pretty sure the Helios have tails. tails. The Helios. I thought it tails. was a moment with. Is it Damien or Damon? I think it's. I thought it was Damien. I was. I, I always imagined Damien. That's what I thought too, but then I was like, "There's not enough consonants for that." Well, fuck it. I'm saying Damien. <laughs> okay. I searched on the Kindles for the word tail and it did not come up one time. Okay. 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 <laughs> then I was, I was, just, it was a fever dream. It was a, it was a hope. It was a wish. <laughs> like, I know you want them to have tails. We all want tail action, but everyone should have thing. tails. Yeah. <laughs> damn you, Lily and Lark. You've set the standard. God damn it. <laughs> We're all fucked now. It's true. Yes. Or unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. <laughs> Although, like, here's the thing, though. If someone came at me with a tail in real life, I would be like, <laughs> absolutely not. You've been dragging that on the ground. Ew. Well, are no, you they're not dragging out? it on the... I mean, some maybe some are dragging it on the ground, but a lot of them either hold it up or wrap it around their waist, or there's called baths. I mean, clean yeah, yourself. Yeah, but okay, let's be clear about something. Like, apparently... Okay, so I'm going to segue for a minute. Apparently... During COVID, men's bathroom lines suddenly, like, magically surged up to be super long, and people couldn't figure out why. You know why? Because they, they never started washed their washing their hands, hands before. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, let's be clear. There's a lot of things that happen in these books that I'm like, oh, really? That like, if somebody tried in real life, I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's the reason that it's like fantasy. Yes. It's not just because of the mystical, yeah. magical wherever it's because you get to suspend reality i don't have to worry about whether or not you cleaned that thing before you put it in that person's mouth right exactly Exactly. so that's why it's like we need to keep this in fantasy land (laughs) i don't want the reality to happen no no (laughs) i'm not prepared mentally physically emotionally physiologically (laughs) no what did you think of our boys so we have maddox Mm. Dame, Damon, Diamond, Damien. It has to be Damon, I think. I think it's Damon. And then... Favorite... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tavis? Tavis. Tavis. Tavis? Do you know Tavis. that I for sure decided his name was Travis and to say fuck it? <laughs> That's fair. Um, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm... Like, every time I tried to read it as Tavis, I was like, Travis. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... Favorite boy on three. Ready? One, two, three. Damon. Damon. <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Wills? <laughs> Same as you. <laughs> Always. This is the second time we've, we've, uh, uh, I, I like an aggressive boy. Yeah, and then, the same guy. And then Danny picks the older alpha bro. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, Interesting. I, it says a lot I'm about my taste pattern. in men, I'd, which is why I'm single as fuck. I don't think it says anything about my taste in men, though, because. I 
I don't know. I The thing I liked about Damon is the very first scene where she spends time with him alone. And they're just like walking around and she's being all bubbly and cheery. And he's just like, I don't know, just like kind of like blue screened watching her. Yep. I was like, you mm-hmm. are fucking adorable. <laughs> he's so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I like that he's not so aggressive. Exactly. He's like, he's like, I'm going to take my time. And one of my favorite moments happens when she finally comes to him. Yeah, because he actually is like the one that talks to her. Well, okay. Like, to be fair, there's a big portion of this book where none of them oh, yeah, are no, talking no, no. to her. And that's the biggest problem. Yes, but I, right. I kind of like that they point that out, that that is mm-hmm. the issue. Right. You got to fucking talk to me here, bro. Like, tell me what we're doing. That is mm-hmm. true. How many times have we complained about if you would just talk, that would solve all your problems? And that and, is what they did in this book then, after they yeah. finally – and actually, mm-hmm. that's kind of – in the first book as well is they they had a misunderstanding and they have a talk – like, they talk it out. And I really appreciate that about it because it can't, it can't get right. better if you don't have the discussion. Although I got to say their discussion was – brief well yes because it's a it's still I, I even like put in my notes pickles. he was like maddox was like wait i can't i can't let you go on any longer i'm like she said three sentences my guy <laughs> well it's supposed to be because they didn't realize that they she didn't understand what they were doing <laughs> that is true i appreciate somebody who like stops listens and quickly understands like active listening boys and girls is a very active like a very attractive trait very much mm-hmm. a moment of oh we were uh, being an ass and we didn't realize it i see where we fucked up i see where we fucked up let let's fix this <laughs> to clarify where they fucked up because we sort of like jumped that pace yeah so they decide that they're like going they're like yes we're on board made this one collective as a team let's go and to be fair they did ask her she just didn't really understand what they fully they specifically meant. used language they knew she didn't know and then didn't clarify that language so they're in the wrong for sure but <laughs> like the only when their cousin is like so they called you what now <laughs> um does it come out and she's like the fuck bitch we're fighting now (laughs) i'm i'm about to like i know i can't but i'm gonna kick your ass i'm i will because you won't hit me and i will absolutely hit you (laughs) i will say they didn't do the like final final thing that would have like actually bonded them together true but still still, they were they made their intentions quite known that this is what was happening but except to her except to her yeah except the one person it matters that's Mm -hmm. that's it's simultaneously the funniest and most horrifying line when she was like oh well apparently my cousins decided to mate you and not tell you it's like huh well can you here's the other thing like i understand that this is like 3013 and Mm -hmm. we know aliens exist and that's great and like everybody's like interspecies go time but like there's also got to be a little bit of anxiety of like i don't know what fucking mating these guys looks like man right like what is that would what happens to me what like bro yeah i definitely would have been doing research in that the second i got involved (laughs) with them (laughs) especially because they kind of made it sound like that species that the Kratos, 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 Kratos. With a Y. Yeah. Are. I like it like crayon. So Kratos. Okay. So they're not as 
well documented is not the right word, but like they're a little bit more. They keep things closer to their chest about their about their um, species. Also, because they don't have a home planet anymore, Mm -hmm. so they're just spread out all the fucking over. Yeah, I got that too um, when they told Mm -hmm. it to me, and I understood it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I no 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 no. I'm really interested in this universe right now, and I was just like, she'd mention things in passing, and I'm like. What does that mean? <laughs> I know it doesn't matter to this like romance fucking thing, but we'll put that aside. What does that mean? <laughs> Although I really liked it when things like were so simplistic that you were like, oh, this is modern technology right now. Like they were like, hey, computer. And I was like, oh, so in the future, things are still run by Alexa. Got it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's Got what they it. use in Star Trek still. Yeah. It's just like, sup, computer. Oh, shit. I shouldn't say that. My Alexa is called computer. Oh, no. To be fair, that bitch sometimes doesn't respond when you're standing right next to her. And sometimes she responds when you say not anything related to her name. That is true. My, I have a a goo clock Mm -hmm. in my bedroom and sometimes it just talks at me and I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't say anything to you, bitch. Like getting back to when they first meet each other, because I think that that probably will clarify some of this so tavis meets her getting off of the ship right yep and is like cranky about it from the start and then he's like hello sailor like um (laughs) i will take a piece of that yeah he's like this is this is this is good this is good um and then goes to his brothers and is like by the way this we're gonna have this and they're like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh sure 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 and he's like no for real we're gonna have three slices of this delicious pie (laughs) and and it's funny because like they all like have these like little moments where they're like i'm gonna get to know you a little bit i'm gonna get to know you a little bit and she's just like it's so weird and interesting that this like these business owners who basically own this entire space station are like totally like so into my life um, and getting me acclimated here. They're just so nice here. <laughs> She's very sheltered. <laughs> well, wasn't it one of her guards or somebody that was like, yeah, because of your family, look at who you are. Yeah. Uh, well and that's the thing so like i usually am not like a big fan of the whole like i'm a virgin thing in the in the Mm -hmm. romance novels um this is kind of an exception one for me and it's because it's not like she'd like pulled the i waited for the most perfect person ever it was i couldn't get the fuck away (laughs) like yeah i have never been able to be alone with somebody yeah, I also don't like the virgin innocent trope. I agree with you, though. Like, it at least made sense this time. Yeah, it, it wasn't know. for, like, a dumb, everything's perfect reason. Why do I sound so bitter like that? Sorry. It's not that, you know, I need to have, have everything perfect reason. It's that I have been forced into this situation, kind of. I have guards with me all of the time. Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to get to fucking? And like, by well, admittedly, her dad well, is like, we didn't give you any opportunities to meet anybody. Yeah. And, and that's what I was like. Yeah, yeah. Like, she has admittedly well-meaning parents. Mm-hmm. They panicked because she has all brothers. Yeah. And so she thought she needed to be protected at all times. And yeah, her dad was kind of like, oh, fuck. 
I did get some really weird like Regency era vibes though when all of that was happening. I was like, this is like some high class lady in London who isn't let out of anybody's sight ever. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And to kind of shift back to like in the first book, mm-hmm. you meet her parents in the first book as well because her mom's owns the company. One of her dads helps her run it. And then her, her other dad is like an ambassador for Earth and everything. And they're powerful. They're extremely powerful. But like a lot of the kids that got sent to like the academy and everything where they they get all their enhancements and stuff after they're 10 – Mm-hmm. Some of them, especially like non-fertile f- women, their parents just kind of abandoned them. Shit. There's like a whole dark side to this book. Yes. Or this world. Um, They just kind of leave them at the academy because they're not any use to them is kind of how it's stated. But her parents always brought all of them home for all the holidays and everything. Mm. So like, yeah, she has her siblings, but then she also has like all the kids at the academy that didn't really have anywhere to go all came back and, and lived with them on holidays and stuff. I will say, getting back to the virgin thing. Yes. Because, like, I don't... It's, like, it's fine. It's not really something I care about, but, like, it's not my favorite for sure because it's, like... It's not my favorite e- either. Even but. in this context, it's, like, it's gross anytime a guy gets excited about a girl being a virgin. There's just something about that that's very yeah. disgusting to me. But by the end of this book, I was, like, I swear to God... If I read the phrase innocent of males one more time, I'm <laughs> shit. I'm so sick of it. It's so gross. Stop saying it. I can't. I hated it so much. It was just like one of those, like, I didn't know I was offended by it, but now I am. <laughs> I will say she does have like, so when you're reading, at least it, I didn't notice it the first time, but I do notice it. So they always, when they're talking about humans, they say men. But, like, when they're talking about our bad boys and, like, the Helios and everything, they talk about them as if they're – they talk about them as males and females, which is more kind Mm -hmm. of – I think it speaks to the animalistic side of it a little bit more. And that's why they do that. She had a a mishap, our main character Maya, in the beginning of the book where she at least thought of one of them as a man and then immediately went, nope, not human, male. Male, yeah. So right. th- there is a specific reason for that. Yeah, this is one of the few yes. instances I don't mind when somebody calls somebody like a female or a male right. because it makes sense. Yeah, there is a reason for it because yeah. they are more animalistic. Well, not even that. Stuff. It's just like human and woman are like yeah. more attributed to. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> I was just like, oh god. I will say the moment that she lost her virginity, a lot of times when they do the like the virginity trope Mm -hmm. thing, they like focus on the pain she felt and they she really didn't do that here. It's true. Like she focused on getting her get like he focused on getting her ready so he didn't hurt her, but like there wasn't the oh my god it hurt situation thing that didn't come and I I do like that. Yeah, because I don't want to hear about how it hurts. No. Yeah. Like, like I don't mind when they always because like a lot of no. a lot of and this is Dries super up. I can't believe I'm gonna say this um a lot of romance novels when they're doing the spicy spicy scenes they'll the only thing that I'm like super cool with the like hurting is when they talk about I feel the stretch like when it, you know 
the like sure. slightly uncomfortable stretch and everything that i'm yeah. fine with but like i don't want the outright pain like that's fucking yeah. bullshit gross or like really intentional pain that has nothing to do with your hoo-ha yeah like that's fine oh yeah if you're like into that that's a different thing oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's no a totally shame. different thing i like me some spanky i don't like a lot of pain just because we're on the subject and let's get it all out of here <laughs> what did you think about when the threes did all the three thing together I liked when the threes did all the three things together. <laughs> Wiggles. Um, okay. So I I liked it. Okay, I, I need to back us up just a little bit to explain the thing. The one thing about it that I didn't like. The the like blowjob thing weirds me out. Yeah. Like, Your brain will fucking explode with my cum. It's like, what, man? What? But like you think that her organs are going to be fine. Like, that's not how that works. Well, they explained it that they come so fast and hot that they'll choke. <laughs> that they'll choke. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I did never really like that. But I never, I don't uh, yeah. like any sort of blowjob scene. It, I'm like, mm. I just didn't think it added to it, right? Like, no. I'm totally here for explaining sexual experiences in fantasy or sci-fi where there are uniquenesses that mm-hmm. wouldn't that are you know not human but some that one just felt like it didn't make sense like it just yeah. like felt like out of the blue yeah yeah and so I, I didn't particularly like that coming back then in that scene where i was just like oh God, okay yeah. <laughs> um but other than that it was fine um i like I don't know if it was just the way my brain was imagining the scene, but it felt like Maddox used a lot of oil, <laughs> like a lot, <laughs> like a, just like I was like just slathering her with oil. And that was the, the only other thing that I was like, kind of took me out of it. I was like, she's like a seal now. <laughs> just like, what have you done? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I never but thought about other it. Than that, <laughs> The oil never concerns me. No, well, I'm usually like... Well, it wouldn't have concerned me, except that she talked about it for so long, and she doesn't talk about anything for very long. And so to have her talk about it for that long, I was just like, God damn, that's a lot of oil. That's a lot. <laughs> I don't think that... I just, like, the description, it seems like too much oil. That's all I'm saying. Can't have too much oil for butt sex. I mean, I think, like, it's too much. <laughs> I still think it's too much. <laughs> Like <laughs> some of it would also like, be absorbed by her skin, I'm sure. Some well, you but like unless she's got the driest skin on the planet, I suppose. Like also, it would depend on if it's an oil-based lubricant or a water-based, water-based lubricant. lubricant. Well, he specifically said oil, though, so I assume it's an oil-based lubricant. Yeah, but you have to remember that neither the penis nor the anus are self-lubricating; only the vagina is. So, if you're going to be putting one thing into another thing that you know really don't fit that great together naturally um you need a lot of aid i so clearly i'm i am going to declare this clearly this is a dystopia and not a utopia because we here back in 2023 have re-lubricating lubrication and they don't in 3013 so that's all i'm gonna say about that i mean you're not wrong but (laughs) So this is a dystopia. I've declared it. There has been a lot Whether of wars that have happened, <laughs> A lot of wars, a lot of famine, a lot of death that has happened in this world. Excuses. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Anyway, I'm also really confused why she didn't understand that anal sex was going to happen. I don't. That one caught me off guard. Like, I've read the book before. Yeah. And I, for, I guess I blocked that out of my memory. But, like, she literally came from a society where being married to multiple men is, like, the norm. I definitely had a moment where I was very, very afraid that the way that this was going was that they were going to try to trip dick her fucking badge. Oh, and God. I was like, <sighs> if that happens, I'm out. That No, even I can't focus on those gymnastics that would be weird <laughs> and I would be trying to figure out how they even like work to get that to happen. I was just like, please, God, don't let this be how they do their mating. I yeah, won't no. be able to handle it. <laughs> There's a threshold, and I found it. It's there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I didn't... I don't know. This is just a me thing. But the idea of having multiple people that you have to, like, (laughs) hang out with, I'm just like, there's too many people. And this is nothing against people who are are polyamorous. Like, you do you. Oh, no. You do you. Of course. I support whatever healthy and consensual choices you make. But... Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's too many people, man. I can barely keep myself happy. And you want me to go and make like three other people happy? That's a lot. Yeah, I moved on from sex now. And I'm just like it the hanging out part. Like, yeah, like, man. oh, I went to lunch with uh, Maddox yesterday. So now I have to go to lunch with Damon. Yeah, no, see, that would be exhausting to me. Like right? the sexy times? Sure, fun. Let's get down. But I, the, mm, right? I don't want to spend time with that- all of you. The, the schedule was the part yeah. that stressed me out. I was just I like, so I don't get a fucking minute away from you guys? That's where like, I what? got stressed out too. I was like, so all of my time is being consumed? What if I want to take a bath by myself, okay? I don't need one of you yeah. there. Yeah, that's, sometimes time, a girl just needs to wash her fucking hair. Well, she even says like at one point in the book that she the, the, when they like go out with the girls – that mm-hmm. that was like almost a little bit of a fight and i was like literally just going out and seeing other people is a fight There's, that means this bitch is never getting any alone time well the other thing is is one of those girls that she was hanging out with was their fucking cousin right like- well to be fair their cousin's a little bit oh yeah i love her cousin. crazy by their society standards i love her cousin their cousin yeah i love the the, the introduction to kala Kala, yeah. that's what I was reading that as, uh, is that she's like beat up a bunch of elites, yeah, and because they like tried to hit on her, and I'm like, yes, con- yeah, they got handsy, so she put him in the med bay. <laughs> yeah, that's I would the read her reaction. story. Does she have a story? I believe so. Yeah, nice. Probably. Nice. I don't think it's possible. I like. I feel like the introduction. It's one of those things where like if a character gets introduced and has like more than three lines, that they're they're getting a book. That that's what the book series feels like to me. Gotcha. Pretty much. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, so the one thing I didn't like, so we talked about her innocence, and that was like story wise it was fine because she gave a pretty decent reason for it. But the thing I didn't like was some of the insta love. Especially when it mm-hmm. like the author called yeah. herself out on it, like after she had sex for the first time with Maddox. And she was thinking, like, my friends told me that you're going to fall in love with the first guy, like, you have sex with, but I love him. And I'm like, no. No. (laughs) Yeah. And so this is very telling because this is a book that I read multiple years ago and had you guys read now with me again is 
how much I've grown and what I like. I ha- I used to like <laughs> love the insta love, you know, bullshit sure. that you're you're meant to be together and I've become more realistic in my romance reading. That's a little depressing to say. I wouldn't have minded I don't think that's depressing. I think that's just reality. No. But I that's just growing up. I wouldn't have minded if she would have put more conflict between them in there. Like the conflict existed with the whole mating mm-hmm. but not telling her thing. Um, and there was plenty of conflict between the brothers and like her guards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if we could have like built a little bit more of that up, yeah, I could have been here for it. And a little bit more romance. I, th- I wanted dates. I wanted to be charmed. I think that if you're gonna do insta love, I think that my request, I guess, of authors is that they quit jumping to Im- immediately romantic insta love. There's a lot of different types of love out there. Yeah. And so yeah. you could insta love somebody without immediately being like, I wanna jump your bones. Like the lust could be there, but like it shouldn't necessarily be I want to be with you for the rest of my life. It could be I insta love you in the sense that like I am enamored with your you as a friend. Like I just think you're so cool. I also think you're hot as fuck, but I just think you're so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That is something I I would read just for mm-hmm. the sake of it being something refreshingly different. Or <laughs> that whole concept of like because this happens all the time where people meet and they're like, how do we just click so well like we Mm -hmm. like everything we can talk really like well together awesome conversation i would i would be more here more here more there more everywhere for that Mm -hmm. the only time that like the insta love doesn't bother me so much is when it is like with the species or whatever like with shifters sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like a biological thing that they boom feel that way for each other but the only way that makes sense usually is if they're both shifters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that doesn't also, always necessarily mean that they have to like each other all that much. Right. That's one of my right. favorite conflict is the oh, yeah. faded mates where they don't get along. Yeah. Because it's that mm-hmm. enemies to lovers, but like we're fucking, we we're have stuck to together be together. Because fuck. But right. yeah, that I love. I love it when mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> this right which speaks to there being different types of love Mm -hmm. right they Mm -hmm. they have they have the lust love but they don't have the romantic love yet and they don't have the the friendship love yet they have to earn that and so it's like give us give us you know look at different look up different types of love there are i don't remember what they're all called because they all have like their these nice little greek names are cute Mm -hmm. um but like you know just explore something a little bit different instead of giving us insta love because it just feels a like a cop-out b unearned entirely throughout the rest of the book everything that happens afterwards i'm just like okay and i think that's the reason i liked that scene with damon so Mm -hmm. much is because it had the insta love vibe but it it felt realistic especially as an inter like when he first like goes out with her and just like follows her around. Mm. I, I can't remember if he was just like leading her. Oh, he was showing her which shops. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he was becoming enamored with her because she was just like so excited. And, yeah. and I understand that in a moment where somebody is super excited about something that's mm-hmm. going to be a big thing for them and kind of really just enjoying their right happy moment, you know, yeah. and being drawn in by their excitement well and it also shows like the extrovert introvert 
combo pairing or whatever that actually comes across really well, Mm -hmm. where there's somebody Mm -hmm. who is allowed to be comfortable in their silence, just existingness, Mm -hmm. because the other person is there and taking up kind of some of the the social energy. I will say one of my favorite moments with the two of them is when he like drags her into the back room because she's she's got space sickness, which Mm -hmm. actually I really appreciate the fact that that's a thing because it would take a fucking toll on your body. No, I once that Mm -hmm. actually came up, I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense. I wish she would have brought it up more or earlier or like made Maya Mm -hmm. like sicker even. Mm -hmm. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, I appreciate that because it would Mm -hmm. majorly take a toll on your body. But when he like drags her in there and she gets like huffy with him and she's poking him in the the chest to be pissy with him and he's just like stop that you're gonna hurt yourself and she's like I'm not telling him I already did <laughs> like, yeah their scenes were which, cute yeah I I also really like Maddox's scene where he finds her working with the like dyes and stuff that hurt her hands and he kind of loses it a little bit <laughs> I I mean I feel like he was a little definitely a little over the top there and not like he was obviously over the top and overreacting but I mean like I felt like the writing of it was a little over the top yeah it was almost a little soap opery at uh, like a certain point where it's just like I like if I was sitting in the, that situation, it would have been really hard not to just laugh. Oh, I would have laughed my ass off of it. I'm like, dude, it's yeah. fine, but yeah, there needs to be more conflict with him and his stalkering stalkeriness. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I thought that was a really good thing to bring up. And I have to say, these three brothers remind me a lot of our boys from Deceived by the Gargoyles, mm-hmm. but they do. But not necessar- they're not in the same order. I mean, Maddox kind of mm-hmm. it makes sense in the same order, but I would say that the like two the other two brothers have bl- switched places. Mm, I don't know about that, but I wish they would have gone more into a soccer shoes because it was a good conflict. It is a good conflict. It would have been a great conflict to be like, "Hey, quit fucking watching me." Although I do really enjoy the fact that he like blew her cover when she was mm. trying to like figure out how to seduce Damon. <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was actually really <laughs> that funny. That was my favorite scene, actually, of the entire book. Because I'm a big clusterfuck fan. That's, like, my favorite, honestly, thing, is where a bunch of people who are on a different trajectory than they should be on um, just, like, find themselves at, in the same spot at the same time. That's my favorite. So, like, a really, really good example of that is, uh, have you guys watched the movie Crazy Stupid Love? No. I believe I have at some point. Okay, well, that clearly needs to be on our list because fuck. But (laughs) just like in general, that thing of like everybody is like off living their lives and whatever different set of circumstances has led them to now all be in the same space at once. I find that that so funny. And so I really enjoyed it. And I also enjoyed... Uh, that he like walks to the door full boner and I'm like bro you can't be like I don't know what the rules of decorum are on your like world but that's not okay in his defense (laughs) specifically where they were is was closed off to everybody but Maya and her guards and his brothers but true I'm kind of impressed that like she stood there for 10 full fucking minutes before Maddox was finally like you okay like, I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just wondering because, like, you've been there for a while, and I'm like, what? You just watched her there for ten minutes, you know? If you happen to see, I'm not not endorsing his stalking mm-hmm. whatsoever because absolutely not, sir. But 
if you happen to notice because you're doing work at that desk or whatever and you, she's standing there, why wouldn't you just like send her a little message, not like call her? <laughs> Be like, yeah. you okay? Because uh, these boys have no chill. Yeah, That's they don't. Why. Well, and then he also stalks her to the point that he like knows what all of her food orders are. And I agree with her, with Maya, when she says in the book, I don't think she says it out loud to him. I think it's just her narrative that that's not going to work. He needs to actually get to know me by talking to me and interacting yeah, with me. spending time with me, yeah. not stocking what I purchase. Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. that would have been a great thing to actually have a scene where they talk about that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Although I will say, so Maddox, for me personally, has one of my favorite lines of the entire book. When they do finally like decide they're going to do this like claiming ceremony and they let her do like her tattoo on them first mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maddox shifted so he was on his knees directly in front of her claim me tava that was the first time i was like yes i like you i'm on board i will agree i did really like the fact that in a lot of these it's like a you're mine mm-hmm. tell me you're mine dark thing but it goes both ways like she says it a lot to them too like you're mine mm-hmm. um and then mm-hmm. that claiming ceremony as well so it felt a little bit more like it's all everybody says it and then it's cool <laughs> and i will say it in the um in the rest of in most of mm-hmm. the other books not all of them obviously because some of them don't have like humans as protagonists and the tattoo thing is part of the human thing culture culture mm-hmm. at this point they usually do the men usually like get the a tattoo of their mm-hmm. own when i learned about that i was kind of okay with the tattoos a little bit more because like yeah. if, if you're getting tattoos together then it's okay yeah but if just one person gets a tattoo then it's like a branding thing i just never appreciated the fact that they had the tattoo on their face yeah i know that's where where i was always kind of like why did it have to be a, like yeah because it could even be like on their collar or some you know collarbone mm-hmm. or side of your neck or something. I don't know why something. you wouldn't want it to be secret. It's because like, it's because the, the government is showing people. The tattoos uh, are are a part of a government order. Mm, does that come up at all as like a weird thing? Not really. Because it feels very Handmaid's Tale to me. It is a little Handmaid's Tale. It this is. Was, yeah. It is a little Handmaid's Tale on that one. Because like, yeah. yeah, they're tattooed at, at the age of 10 on their face. It is like the device just like prints it on their skin. Yeah. So it's no hurt. It doesn't hurt or anything. But yeah, it's kind of, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, that's that that I didn't like. But the one thing we haven't talked about, and I need to talk about it, mm-hmm. is the whole fucking name of the book is Genesis. And, uh-huh. and it just kind of comes up at the end, right? I know. Yeah, it's very much like this like thrown together plot. And you're like, okay. And okay, okay, okay. So, Liz, I need you to say what you need to say because I got one huge fucking beef that happens during the Genesis like thing. And I have a feeling you have the same beef. So, I don't know about that. Right now, I'm trying to remember what the fuck this bitch's name is. And I renamed her Morgana in my head. If that helps. Did you? I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. I rename characters a lot. You shouldn't trust me with character names <laughs> pretty much ever. <laughs> okay. So essentially what happens is this this lady shows up at like fucking 80% way through the book. And she's on New Vega because she's trying to steal this Genesis drug mm-hmm. from Commander Macy. I think yes. it's Commander Macy. And 
Which seems a little weird to me that he is transporting an extremely volatile drug and yet the the owners of New Vega knew nothing about it. I guess maybe it's just like a super secret like government-y thing. Yeah. Because technically they're not under the the authority of the like alliance yeah. government either. So heads and tails that. on that one. Um, and this drug is like a um, – oh, there's so many drugs like this in like sci-fi. But essentially it's like the – fucking rage drug right it's mm-hmm. an airborne thing if you breathe it in your zombie brain rage so she shows up and maya clocks her and like tells the boys to run after her because this bitch is trying to steal this drug she does steal this drug and then she lets the drug loose on new vega and there's a whole fucking like scene where maya has to go break into the medical um unit offices whatever to get like a sleep drug because they you can sleep it off it's just up until then like it lasts for like an hour a couple hours or whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna murder everybody and my gripe with this is it comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. is it one of those things that if you read the other uh-huh. books it made more sense okay so it's slowly built through all this all the books okay then uh. that probably and then it probably doesn't come out of nowhere because it is okay, mentioned but you know what Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go well, ahead. Well, I was going to say, sorry. it's mentioned once a little bit earlier when she's meeting with Orion. Mm-hmm. And he goes into this full description of what's happening. And I'm like, this seems very out of out of nowhere. Why do we care about this? And then it comes up later. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, no, it, it is something that's slowly built through okay. all of the books. And I completely forgot was a thing until I read it and then was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches got no clue what's going on. <laughs> Yo, I was so confused. Because, <laughs> no. yeah, it's it's little by little through each book, so it makes more sense and everything. That does help clarify that, I will say. Yeah. But it does not explain the fucking cat at all. Oh, I'm Where still Where did upset. it come from? I, that was actually something what is in my its, books. What is its genesis? Because it just, all of a sudden, there's a cat attacking her. In the middle of this, like, I'm going to go disperse this drug in the medical center. There was no explanation. It's because it's the one that she, that got Mm -hmm. um, knocked unconscious by their cousin in the bar. Yeah, She was taken to the medical bay. Oh, like it's a like a humanoid cat. Yes. Yeah. No. The, so oh, the Helios, it's a Helios are shifters. Are shifters. I did not read that. And way most of the time, they all. are like fully in. I just read cat, cat and thought there's like a oh, there's like a, like a mountain lion like, in no, here. Like, no, it's one of the Helios. She got knocked out at the bar. No, this scene I understood. Well, oh yeah. No, I was so fucking confused. You read this too late at night, my love. I was. I was literally like. Bitch, where the fuck did a cat come from? <laughs> yeah, no, she she got. I was like, what this are you talking no about? Sense. They literally explained how she got there and why she's there. Yeah, there's a whole scene previously talking about it. Okay, but in my defense, in my defense, the language that's used in that scene, and this is this is, I mean, I will admit, I'm about to segue into my biggest gripe about this book overall. Right, the language in this scene is does not clarify that shit at all it's just assumptive and it's just like there's a cat and you're like what the fuck there's a cat (laughs) they did tell you it was liana on the bed when she got in there yeah but like you gotta remember a bunch of fucking names that don't matter and like that's not how my brain works here's here's the problem i have with this book and it's like it's a little insurmountable for me is that this book has all the approach of writing of a YA novel 
that it just put spicy scenes in it. And so it's like the the language choices, the plot devices, they're a little convoluted because of that. But all of that would be fine, I guess, except that the author doesn't know how to manage point of view hopping and does it mercilessly. That was my biggest right. She does point of, and I forgot that about these books is that they do point of view up. They don't do like what most mm-hmm. um, what most romance authors do where they do it from one person's point of view for one chapter and then it switches. Or even if it doesn't even break the chapter, usually they stop and have a pause yeah. to tell you whose point of view you're right. jumping to. And, and she doesn't do it, that. Yeah. There's sometimes where I swear to God it happened in middle of a paragraph. Yeah. And I was like, what am I fucking reading? And so for someone like me who already jump reads mm-hmm. because of the way my brain works, this is a, this was like really hard to get through. Like um, Lizzie and I were talking about how long a read it was through a brief like text conversation we had. And it was like four, four hours. And I was like, oh, cool. Four hours. Great. I will get through this in like no time at all. And it actually ended up taking me like six hours to read because of the way my brain works. Oh, it took me like because three. I, yeah. Yeah. I cannot, when I constantly have to go back, which is how I have to read a lot of the time with a book that's well, well structured, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Is I have to go back and I have to be like, okay, did I read that correctly? Okay good with this book i constantly was going back and going what the fuck is happening i don't know what's going on 97 percent of the time (laughs) and so if i am getting plot points wrong it's a direct result of the way the author has chosen to write this book no i get that so yeah wiggles i i completely understand why the pov jumps are problematic they weren't as so much to my brain but i also have adhd so you know yeah and i've read it before mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. also read it when i was quite a bit younger and i did forget that it did that so mm-hmm. i totally get that i i kind of agree now it's just something i didn't think about when mm-hmm. i was young and dumb <laughs> that's fair no that's that's fair well and that's why i think that it was sort of written in in a it's almost like a ya style yeah, and I mean, um, it was because- also written in, I think, 2015. Sure. Yeah. This does definitely feel like a book that if you are reading a lot of YA and you're looking to get into romance, um, the actual smut might have maybe a little bit more mature themes, but the the style mm-hmm. of writing seems like a good jump. Kind between- of a nice graduation yeah. up to it, even right. though it is. I mean, it's not the spiciest novel. No. No. But no. it's got some decent... like scenes this is what i will say it's not that spicy especially for the first like 70 Mm percent and the spiciest scene is the one where they they full-on all four of them are together but it's very brief and it's not explicit like it it is in that it it describes that they are having sex but it is not explicit in how the sex is happening um and we've read a lot more explicit books by leaps and bounds correct yes yeah i do wish there would have been more descriptions of the spicy scenes but i get it not everybody is here for like all of that i am but same same but yeah i i see i have a lot of room for the variety i don't necessarily need it in all of my books 
Like, uh, really, you asked me once uh, a while back why I haven't brought up the Mercy Thompson books, mm-hmm. and that's because there's very, very little spice in those books. And when it does happen, it's sporadic. Like, I can't even say, like, oh, it's going to be spicy in every single book, because it's not. The last one I read had almost no spice, if it had any at all. I, I think they maybe they kissed. Hey, sometimes a kissing scene is real good. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I love me a well-written, like, up-against-the-wall kissing scene. Ugh. Oh, yeah. A good, passionate kiss is better than bad sex. Yes. Every agree. day of the week. Oh, yeah. Agree. Every day Both of the week. in real life and in books. Oh, yeah. The Correct. kind of kiss that makes you just want to climb them like a tree because it was that mm-hmm. good a kiss. Oh, fuck, yes. I love that. I I still love that book, and I still love that series, and I love a lot of series that don't have any spice in them but are still very adult. Mm-hmm, and sure. I think that right now there's a there's been a shift, and I don't know if you guys have felt this, but I feel like there's been this shift conversationally where everything is, but how spicy is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I like that's fine. That's a good metric, I guess. If you're trying to just, if you're like, I want to read a book that is spicy, or I'm that's not really what I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, what I want to know is, is it a good book? Is it a book that's going to be satisfying? Is it a good mm-hmm. a book that's mm-hmm. going to evoke emotion? Is it a book that's going to make me feel? Um, at the end of the day, it was my time well spent. You know? Yeah. No, I totally get that. So yeah, there we go. There we go. All right. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our rating since we were just talking about spice. What is how what what is spice in book do? I'd say it's probably like a two. It's not. No, it's it's not high. And I would also say that like when you we've had the conversation of like some books have like a higher quality. Yeah, quality over quantity. They don't have as uh, yeah. And so like I agree with the two for sure. I would definitely agree with the two. Yep. Yep. Romance. 2.5. 2.5. Like, didn't do a lot of, like, datey things. The only thing that I really kind of like is the, the the fact that they were kind of always just checking in on her, but not being a nuisance to her while she was working. You know what I mean? I did like the idea of somebody just coming up to me multiple times a day to be like, you need to rest because I want somebody to tell me to rest and take naps all the time. And then I can just be like, well, I have to take a nap because I was told. And then I get to take more naps. <laughs> Well, and just Damon like working on the building and stuff because that's something that will be helpful to her and he can still be around her and everything. And I kind of Mm -hmm. like that. I do. Yeah, I would definitely agree with like a 2.5 ish. Yeah. I think that the author tried in a very specific moment, which was when they presented her with their like big bedroom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were like, here's this special knife that was our mother's knife. And this is our room now. And by our room, we mean all of us, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was too late in the game for how long the book was and how much space we had to fill. Um, I think that some of that romance needed to start earlier in order for us to have a higher rating on it. So um, I would guess, I would go with a two on that one as well. Okay. Okay. Overall... I think on Goodreads, I gave it a three, but I kind of wanted to do 2.5. So that's why I gave it a three because it's kind of a 2.5 for me. I'm sitting at a two, but I think it could go up after talking to you about or to us tonight, to the world, Mm -hmm. to the universe, um, about all the shit that I missed by not reading previous books. Because 
like Wiggle said, I think plenty of people could just like grab this book and read it and be fine. Mm-hmm. But just the person that I am and I want to know all the backstory, I want it all the history, I want it all the culture and the world building. Um, that kind of was a need for me. And that is a the thing. There is a lot of world building through the books. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was a my bad. On I don't think like, it's a you bad. I think it's just one of those no. things where like different people want different things, right? Well, and mm-hmm. I I just forgot that it mm-hmm. that how much they actually um, build off each other. build off of each other because, like I said, it had been years since I'd read it. I just remember liking it, and so I thought, well, fuck yeah, girls, let's do this one. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and I like the idea of exploring something that we we loved previously and just examining it because yeah. it's interesting how yeah. your perspectives shift. Yeah. Because I obviously like there are book series that I, you've loved as you were at a different point in your life and you look back at them now and I don't, there are book series that I'm afraid to read again because I don't want to ruin how I felt when I read them the first time. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's plenty of book series that I won't ever touch again for that reason. Yep, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Wiggles, what's your overall rating? For me, this is a two, Mm -hmm. which I know is kind of harsh, but uh, like it was just really hard for me to read, like I said. And I don't expect every author to necessarily accommodate everybody, but there are writing conventions for a reason. And it was just really hard for me to get past it. And so that's the best rating that I can give it with that confine that i have (laughs) i i mean i don't disagree with that like you shouldn't choose a higher rating in this instance especially with what you're talking about i just find it really interesting because we all talked about a bunch of things that we liked Mm -hmm. and a bunch of characters or plot points or potential plot points but we all kind of gave it a two and i think what that really just comes down to is for us and we've talked about it before you can have a lot of stuff that's great, but if you don't flesh it out and make it flow well, mm-hmm. that's kind of seems to be our biggest universal gripe. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, just because we give it a two doesn't mean we didn't enjoy the book. Yeah. yeah there were things about it that were enjoyable. But for me, especially because I have to attune myself to writing convention mm-hmm. in order to be able to read, when you don't adhere to it, it makes it makes everything so much more difficult to enjoy and and so then i yes i struggle to enjoy it but then other all the other gripes sort of like compound then on top of it yeah uh what would have maybe been a molehill becomes a mountain because it's starting at a higher elevation of of griping if that makes sense yeah no i gotta be honest (laughs) though i think i might go back and read the first book again a because it sounds interesting to tell a story about like fertility mm-hmm. um, and the importance of it from somebody's perspective who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that mm-hmm. actually sounds really interesting. And then also just to get the beginning of the world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What are y'all's recommendations? Mine honestly would be to go in and, and read more of the beginning yeah. books so that you have more understanding of it. Yeah, that makes because sense. she really does like suss out things each thing it's like a big mm-hmm. plot and that's how it's it goes i forgot that and i apologize <laughs> my loves but it is still a good book <laughs> yeah yeah wigs so my recommendation if you like this book is to go play the mass effect series you bitch <laughs> i specifically wasn't gonna say it because 
No, listen, you entered this. I wasn't going to say the Mass Effect series because even though I got fucking Citadel vibes or like whatever you go to in Mass Effect 2 where there's the fucking like stripper club everywhere, I got vibes the whole thing. But I was like, that's a video game that has decent plot points and has and romance romance like points that you can take through the whole series because you play the same character. Hello, Archangel Joel Garrus. You can't see it, but she's blushing. Oh, she's so happy right now. <laughs> I don't understand how you kiss him, but I wanna. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I still love Caden because it doesn't make sense. I think it says something's wrong with my brain. <laughs> anyway, Liz, I'm sorry. What's yours? I don't know. I'm just envisioning. She's lost in Mass Effect right now. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, though, you should go play that game. It's it's a great fucking game. I will. Series. Sorry, yeah, the series. You can you can skip Andromeda if you're kind of like, meh, it's new characters anyways. Who the fuck cares? I still have never yeah. played it. Dude, I have it. You, you should. Borrow it. You, you would enjoy it. If you like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Fuck me. Red Dead fuck Redemption me sideways too? running. I do. If you like killing things. One. I do. And you like plot. You would enjoy this game. The mechanics are better in Red Dead than they are in Mass Effect, but Mass Effect is an older game, so fair enough. It is an older game, especially the first one the first and the one. fucking Mako. And Don't they didn't even fix it when they remastered it. Over. Anyway, so I think my recommendations are, it feels a little cheap to recommend books that we've already read, mm-hmm. but I would recommend um, The Ice Planet Barbarians, and not just because like it's another sci-fi romance, but it has a lot of the same like high value on women and that there's a lot of overprotectiveness especially in the later series and like the barbarians have to learn that humans didn't grow up in their society and so they want to be more like active they're not like the women want to go do things they're not just going to sit at home so i would check out that series perfect all right awesome sauce let's get out of here Thanks, everyone, for listening to our <laughs> podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, check us out on all the socials at Wrong Dust Jackets or on Wrong, or at Wrong Jackets on Twitter specifically because they hate longer names. Or check us out on our website at WrongDustJackets.com. Thanks so much. Check you later. Deuces. Bye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in a weird-ass mood tonight. We all are. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you.